ISACA has just released a list of the top trends that CIOs and security leaders should be paying attention to in 2012. What are those trends, and what should you be doing about them? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking today with Robert Stroud. He's the past international VP of ISACA and current Vice President of Innovation and Strategy with CA. Robert, it's a pleasure to speak with you again. And you again, Tom. It's great to be with you. Give us a sense, please, Robert, of the things that you've been focused on most this year. This year has uh, been an interesting year. We've seen a, a big change in the way IT is being delivered. And uh, I think a lot of us put this down to the area of consumerization of IT and uh, growing trends post the uh, global financial crisis. One hopes we're out of it, of course. Uh, but that's led to a change in the way we go about uh, doing and delivering computing and uh, you know, what I call uh, IT-enabled business solutions and services. And, you know, especially for the IT security professionals, a lot of opportunities in front of us over the next couple of years uh, moving forward, especially with 2012. Now, Robert Osaka is out with a new report on the top trends for 2012. In short, what are these trends and why should information security leaders care about them? You know, Tom, it's a, a really interesting year. The first one I'll just touch on uh, at a high level, of course, is big data. You know, we're seeing more and more data be out there, data leveraged more and more as more of us become IT literate, if you will. More of us have access to technology and more of us can really drive uh, value out of technology. And this security leads to challenge, sorry, this uh, level of data leads to issues such as privacy, which is going to be one for sure. It's going to be making sense out of that data so that we can leverage it for value. And it's also going to be effective access to that information. And I think that's going to be a key aspect for security professionals in the next 12 months. They're really going to have to start focusing on the value from data and how to leverage it. More on that shortly, I'm sure. Next one is, you know, what I call the invasion of consumer devices or consumerization of IT. And as you can tell, the three trends are going to talk about a length. And uh, what's happening here is that we're seeing more and more devices be leveraged in the workplace that not, weren't necessarily bought or purchased by the company for use. You know, the proliferation of smartphones, tablets, netbooks, smart, intelligent uh, embedded systems within devices are leading to this massive consumerization of IT. And I think that's got a little bit to do with the, you know, the new Y generation really hitting and making an impact on the, the workplace, the generation that's had the internet since day one. And that leads into trend number three, which is the growth of mobile, which really leads to a growth of, you know, new threats or, or, or threats being closer than we thought before. And, you know, everything from USBs or universal, universal serial buses to memory sticks to tablet computers and laptops and smartphones and whatever new device is in somebody's inventive mind right now. These devices are, are prevalent in the workplace. And they're prevalent with everybody from my, you know, my, uh, my father who is 80 plus and now leveraging technology in an active way right down to my four-year-old grandson who can use my iPad better than I can. And if you look at this, this leveraging of technology, it gets back to the fact that we've got to be really consistent in terms of how we manage access to information, how we ensure appropriate security is put in place and how we leverage the security for value in our organization, so we're not just putting up big walls that stop people accessing information. I think uh, more than ever before, those walls are going to come crumbling down, whether we like it or not, and we have to put appropriate processes 
education, and of course, pr- uh, you know, the skills of our people need to be appropriate so that they can really leverage this information and these trends for value for the organization. Well, Robert, let's take a look at these trends one at a time, please, looking at the, the trends, the threats, the challenges, especially for security leaders. And what do you see as the trends and challenges with big data? So, so you know, big data, I, I really think big data has been around for a long time. I mean, you know, we've had that, that these data repositories, you know, stored and, and in, in organizations, but the access to them has been rather controlled in the past. We're certainly seeing a lot more information collected today. And, you know, it drives me crazy the number of times people ask my name, address, rank, serial number, and all those details, you know, and I'm sure it drives the listeners crazy as well. But if you think about it, that every everywhere you go now, instead of going to a store and, you know, maybe just purchasing something, many of us are now doing many, many transactions electronically, and that information's being collected. And, you know, you think about electronic health records. For instance, and I was talking on this just the other day with a colleague, you know, that is a mobile record which used to be on paper, which follows me everywhere I go. If I go to the doctor, a specialist physician, or hospital, access to my electronic health record provides value for me in that, you know, these people are giving me immediate care, can actually access this information on me in real time and make more rapid decisions on potential outcomes and, and choices that they might make for me to ensure my health in a critical situation. Now, that situation, that opportunity can be replicated in terms of financial information, organizational information, or many other types of information. And that data is just sitting there in various databases and various processes. And as security professionals, I think we need to really take a couple of uh, reflections on this. The first is privacy. What are the appropriate privacy requirements for this information? How do we ensure that the right people have access to this information at the right time? How do we ensure that this information, that the person who's accessing it, has it in the right context? How do we make sense of it? How do we drive value from it? These are all going to be questions for information security professionals going forward. They're really going to have to guide their organization in making effective risk-based decisions so that they can leverage that information, that data, or big data as it grows and grows and grows, for the value in the organization. You know, ensuring the right people have access to this information at the right time. You know, I, I can't really reinforce this enough. And then they're also going to help and have to assist by helping the organization put effective risk management processes in place to support this area of information, information access. And they're also going to have to assist in ensuring that compliance requirements where they exist are being followed and pursued so that they can ensure that information is accessed appropriately. Of course, for risk management and security professionals, there can be a great opportunity here where there are you know, violations of this, this trust on, on this data or the information is used inappropriately. They're going to have to be the A-team that come in and drive the uh, corrective processes very quickly to ensure that the mitigating uh, controls are put in place rapidly. Big data offers us lots of opportunity and at the same time we have to ensure that our opportunity is leveraged in our organisations through information uh, security specialists so that this information is not misused such as you know you might put appropriate processes in place in terms of a bank teller and a cash till. Now if you replace that bank teller and a cash teller that cash till with you know ones and zeros in information security and systems we need to have effective processes in place 
as designed by the information security experts to access that information. Robert, let's look at the next two trends, consumerization and mobile growth. How do you distinguish between these two, and what do you see to be some of the unique challenges? Um, a, a great comment there, you know, how do you distinguish between the two? You know, the two are linked. There's no two ways about it. In fact, I would argue all three of these trends are actually uh, are linked together to some extent with uh, mobile growth, you know, leading to the uh, invasion of our consumer devices, ultimately leading into the explosion of data that's being captured and collected. But uh, growth in mobile, you know, we've gone from having a, a phone that I could type a text message on to a, a tablet-like device. In fact, I even have a, a Skype on my iPad now, so I can actually use my iPad, if I will, as a communication device, or whether it's an iPad or an Android, it doesn't really matter. You know, mobile computing is around everywhere. And if you think about mobile computing, one of the key things that mobile computing is solving for us now is this network connectivity issue. And if you think about telecom providers, you know, whether you, you know, we've been dependent on, on uh, ubiquitous broadband to do you know, detailed uh, computing processes on, on smartphones, tablets, and netbooks. Now you've got the situation where you've got, uh, you know, 3G and 4G available on these devices. And what's happening here is, you know, you've got a situation where you, these mobile devices are proliferating. We've all got them. As I said before, my, my four-year-old grandson now has a, 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 a tablet device. And as you think about it, these, these devices, as they grow, are going to be interconnected and leveraged. And it's not just, uh, you know, mobile computing in terms of these devices. It's mobile computing in terms of embedded systems as well and things like that. Now, if I go, uh, you know, mobile devices do form a, a pivotal part of bring your own device. Bring your own device is also a trend that's happening in organizations where organizations are choosing to no longer buy desktops and laptops for their employees. You know, I'm aware of a couple of organizations now that basically have what they call a BYO device policy. They're saying that the method that you access systems is like a hammer if you're a carpenter. It's a tool that you use and will give you a tool allowance, if you will, to buy the device you want. And in so doing, organizations defraying things like support and, uh, and management of those end-user devices. They're also telling their employees to buy maintenance contracts, so they're pulling that maintenance uh, issue off. Those, those assets are going off their asset register, so they don't have those appreciation issues. And at the same time, a lot of organizations are leveraging the bring your own device trend to, to bring all their data in-house. So the reality is these devices that you use that are not uh, corporate assets, they give you uh, emulators or, or virtual uh, methods of accessing corporate information. And this is a great uh, opportunity for security professionals, by the way, because in terms of bring your own device or consumerization of IT, if all your data is being stored centrally, IT professionals, security professionals, can now focus on information, information criteria, who should have access to it. We can look at the location of the person. Do we trust the device? Do we trust the location? And is that data relevant to their role at that point in time? And it's going to provide us with great opportunities to change the way we do security from not just you know the way we, we, we secure end-user devices and endpoints in the past, but now to really focus on information, which is what we're about as information security specialists. 
We want to focus on information and ensuring that right people have right access to the right things at the appropriate times. I think this is a great trend. It's one I'm pretty excited about, you know, being an information security, uh, you know, career person, is that finally I can do the job that I was paid for, which was to guard the, the uh, corporate jewels, which is that information, rather than being worried about a bunch of devices running around the place. Now, Robbie, you have the opportunity to see lots of different organizations and lots of different geographies. How prepared would you say these organizations are to handle the trends that you've outlined? Yeah, that's a, you know, I'm trying to think of how to answer this glass half full or glass half empty. Uh, if you think about it, a lot of organizations have basically just, you know, in the past with these trends, put up the shutters and say, no, we don't do it here. The challenge with consumerization and mobile computing is you can put up those barriers and you can put a policy in place, but unfortunately humans are human and um, some humans may choose to actually cut corners to get their job done. So I believe, and I, I talk about this a lot in terms of consumerization of IT and, and bring your own device, the train is leaving the station whether you like it or not. So you better get prepared very quickly. IT security professionals need to fundamentally shift their focus from what I call the perimeter and wall security, the castle security or castle, depending on where you come from, security in the past where we build these great big walls and a moat and things like that, to we really need to go and understand what we need to protect and what the risk associated with what we need to protect is, what the information is, what is the mandate of that information, who should have access to it, who shouldn't. So we need to transition. And where we are, well, it depends on geography. You know, organisations that are just putting perim- you know, primitive security in place, they're not going to be as prepared as those who are, you know, being, being subject to laws and compliance, say, financial services, for instance, have been thinking about this for a long time. Those types of organisations are going to really be looking to, to drive, you know, the policies and processes they've already put in place through to leverage these technologies. You know, I, I think it's a great opportunity to embrace. So various geographies, you know, and, and uh, I've been talking to a lot of my colleagues, you know, in, in say, Latin America that are, you know, not really seeing the bring-your-own-device um, trend at the moment, but they are seeing big data for sure, and they are seeing growth in mobility. You know, in those particular cases, you know, they're, they're looking at their security regimes and, and putting those processes in place around the information as rapidly as possible. You know, generally, I believe that Mobility and uh, consumerization of IT is going to bring the whole world onto a level playing field fairly quickly, ensuring, assuming that uh, connectivity is available. So information security specialists, if they're not already thinking about these concepts, will need to make them part of their 2012 plan quite rapidly. And we'll need to you know, change that focus onto information and how it's accessed, you know, I think, as quickly as possible. Robert, where do you see the biggest security gaps? And the follow-up to that is what new skills are going to be necessary within organizations to fill those gaps? Mm. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It depends on the information security organization that's in place. Uh, uh, some information security organizations are basically policy and process maker, uh, policy and process developers and, and hand off the execution to the field, and that's fine. But going forward, I, I think we're going to have to have a, a series of new industry professionals that understand data, understand how it's stored, how it's accessed, what the, ve- the vehicle and means are to access it, 
And I think we're going to have to really transition those skills rapidly. I, I, I see that, uh, you know, for instance, mining this information, those skills and mining that information. You know, it's quite easy to dump a large data set into a, a you know, into a tool and then, then analyze the data. Information security specialists are going to have to be ahead of that. They're going to have to really start understanding that these type of capabilities are available and they're going to have to really develop processes and techniques around to control that information, track that information, and then validate who's accessing it. I think this is a gap we have at the moment. You know, organizations are going to have to look at the, the staffing. But secondly, I think the best tool for information security specialists in the next 12 months will be to educate organizations in terms of thinking first before they access information, understanding the requirements. You know, at ISACA we talk a lot about educate, embrace and educate. First step here for, for this is the information security specialists are going to have to embrace these trends that are happening and they're going to have to do a risk assessment of their organization's capabilities to meet these requirements and deliver to these requirements. Now they're going to find gaps. They're going to find gaps in skilled personnel. They're going to find gaps in process. They're going to find gaps in risk assessment processes. And I think, you know, one of the, the, the techniques that's really going to be required this year is taking, you know, risk assessment capabilities and processes and giving it to the end user. Consumerization of IT means that end users are going to be empowered to make decisions. What we need to do is ensure they have appropriate processes so that they know how to leverage and, and make a risk assessment, make a decision. And where they make a, a decision that's not quite appropriate or you know, they may have second thoughts on, I think information security specialists are going to have to open up those phone lines or open up those text lines or email or social networks, whatever it is that you communicate with your end users so they can have a, you know, a straight uh, channel for them to help them with the decisions they've made. Better to ask before, but if you don't ask before, ask later and have that process in place. So I think the skill sets of our information security specialists are going to transition a little bit. We're going to have to become, in this space, a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more understand the technologies, understand how we're going to leverage them and use them. And uh, as we move forward, I think uh, you know it's a, quite a rosy future if I'm a risk or security professional, which, which you know I claim to be. It's, it's a good time to be in this career, I think. A final question for you. With these trends in mind, how can organizations best prepare now for the security challenges they're going to face in 2012? So uh, one of the, the, the key aspects here is, and, you know, one of the things we've talked a lot about at ISACA is, is, you know, educate and embrace, or embrace and educate. Understand these technologies are coming. Educate yourselves individually. Educate your organizations and embrace them. Embrace their use. Become a evangelist for effective use of them. And to a partner for this educate and embrace will be look at effective risk assessment processes. You know, at ISACA we've developed a framework called Risk IT. If ever there's an excellent time to look at Risk IT, I believe now is the time you need to look and make that risk process part of your DNA, part of your organisation. And I think that, you know, in so doing, empower your people to make effective decisions based on good education. Remember, this is not a one-stop shop. You're going to have to go back and, you know, like a continuous, continual or continuous improvement cycle, go back and consistently repeat this process, go back and re-educate, go back and update, because the more I learn, the more I realize what I don't know. And I think this is true in this emergence of these trends, is the more we think we've got them worked out, 
the more technology is going to change and evolve and the more we're going to have to go back and learn. So good career prospects, I think, for all of us in this industry as we move forward. Maybe a little bit different to what we were doing last week, but if you can embrace change and take the challenge, the opportunity is in front of you for a great career. Robert, as always, I appreciate your time and your insights. Thank you so much. Always good to talk to you, Tom, and and, uh, and uh, Happy New Year to all the listeners, and uh, it's great to be with you again. We've been talking about Osaka's top trends for 2012. I've been talking with Robert Straub. He's Osaka's past international vice president. He's the vice president of innovation and strategy with CA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.